Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Hey, Will. Hello, hey, boys. Will. How are you? Yeah, we're good, man. Not too bad. We've got two of the guys from Toy here, Panda and Charlie. So welcome, guys, to the shoplifting. Ah, thanks for having us. And I hope you don't empty too many of the racks <laughs> with what you're going to be taking here and we've, talking about. Yeah, we've pilfered quite a bit already. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> so you're touring your latest release, Clear Shot. Yeah. How's the tour been going? It's been great. Um, yeah, all the shows have been pretty kind of uh, well attended so far. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going to Europe next week. Got f- um, four or five shows kind yeah. of in Germany, France, yeah. Belgium. We're playing uh, uh, in London, uh, Brixton Electric tonight, which Fantastic. is going to be fun. Uh, I'm hoping to come see yeah. you guys. Oh, yeah, I was meant to come and see you in Brighton, but... Yes, you were. What happened there? <laughs> we had to re- rearrange a rehearsal of the group. I'm oh, yeah, okay. secret so, fix. Are we, not secret fix. Oh, not, it's not secret fix. No, the oh, country right. act. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Country and western. So, um, yeah, but we're going to come tonight mm. and see you at Brixton Electric, which is a great little venue. I went there the other day, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And very nice, very nice. Yeah, should be fun. So, thank you for coming into the shop today for. No um, Thanks for having us. For this, yeah. So, um, you've chosen a few records, haven't you? Here. Yeah. Do you want to talk us through this first yeah. record? Should we begin? Well, the first record is um, Cowboy in Sweden by Lee Hazelwood, who's one of our favourite um, kind of men, I think. His moustache is pretty amazing. One of the many things that makes him yeah. a great, great Great talent. man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this record's great. The, the film that accompanies it, which he made around the time, is really cool as well. I think you can just watch it online, but... Um, it's like a, it's just a sort of TV special yeah. thing, wasn't it? And he kind of introduces the songs and stuff, and and yeah, it's just a great, uh, just a great batch of songs and a really great idea. I so think. he, I think he went and lived in Sweden for some time, didn't he? Henry? He did. Uh, yeah. Did this. That's where all the Philly, it's a bit kind of were. Um, self, I, bought a biographical. Oh, very nice. <laughs> self autobiography. It's a bit early for that. Time. Yeah. So he's a great talent. His songwriting is fantastic, and his obviously his voice. He's yeah. very very famous for his wonderful galvanized uh, deep voice. voice it's, like that. Something you know, you everyone when they hear it, they know who who's yeah. singing that. Yeah, and I think does Nancy Sinatra feature not, on this at all? Not on this one. Not no, on this, this one. He's, Swedish lady. He's got, I think, a couple. A couple. So I remember hearing a girl. I wasn't sure if it What's was her name. I can't quite remember. Um, yeah, that she's not on this one, I don't think. But he, she's this one's one of her, his many collection of kind of singers. There's but. something fantastic about when he does sing with a female yeah. vocalist. It's just those two, those two voices, because yeah. mm. he's so yeah, low, the and then these, point. yeah, and the story, really the well. stories he kind of concocts between them are just great. You know, he's he's brilliant. Brilliant. So, which which track from this record are you going to play, guys? Um, and if you'd introduce the artist and then the track, that'd be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is uh, Lee Hazelwood, No Train to Stockholm. One night Johnny sang the truth to me On a northbound train from Nashville, Tennessee Taught me all the letters in a long Saying freedom is where you think it is But there ain't no train 
Okay, so let's talk about your second choice here. This looks like something I've not seen, actually, so I think I'm going to be learning something new yeah. today. So this, if you could talk us through this next record. This is an uh, electronic um, record uh, soundtrack for, uh, for the film Forbidden Planet, which was a um, sci-fi film from, I think, the 50s. And um, it was produced by Louis and Bebe Baron. Who I think I'm distantly related yeah, to. Yeah, I was going to say my relatives, wow. Max and Baron. Definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, they uh, they were like a, a husband and wife who kind of pioneered like um, the use of tape machines and um, and cutting up tape and very kind of rudimentary kind of uh, early electronics. Basically, early electronics. Okay. Yeah. 1956. This is from. So it's kind of pretty early yeah. on. You know, so use of tape. Loops these guys are kind of head of, head of their time. These two. The yeah. Although there were quite a few people, it's interesting when you like the more you delve into it, there were a few people doing similar sorts of things, but you know, not really knowing okay. that other people were up to it in yeah. this sort of era. I think they were they were an English couple, and they got commissioned by um, whichever company did the film. I don't know, like MGM or something like that. But um, because of, because it, the word had got around that they had the weirdest kind of spaciest okay. sounds, the they were asked to do this uh, the soundtrack for this film. And um, were they doing that by manipulating the tape, or was this recordings they'd yeah, made and they, then it altering was, the tape in ways? Or yeah, it was mainly kind of cutting up tape and using like kind of I guess uh, oscillos- oscilloscopes, oscilloscopes and, and theremins. Yeah, and oh, fantastic! Yes. Um, so yeah, just getting really of, crazy and spacey. Yeah, just trying mm-hmm. to create create the sounds of space. Um, so yeah, it's just a really odd little soundtrack. And do you think listening to something like that is that with with the new record? Did you do anything like that with the new record at all, or is this completely this um, new record that you recorded? This, well, this shot? is always kind of like fed into this, you know. Dom's really interested in kind of early electronic yeah. stuff. I think we I all think are. We, really. we all are. I think Char- Charlie cuts up bits of tape and stuff, and we're always kind of looking for sounds that are kind of otherworldly and stuff. So these kinds of records are things that we're always trying to listen to and find because. Mm. We just love those kind of sounds, basically, just the the weirdest things that you can find. So, 
So yeah, uh, not I mean not directly, but I'd say indirectly. Subconsciously, yeah, it's going yeah it all on. feeds yeah. in. Of somehow. course, of course. Yeah. Would if you could pick a track from this this interesting looking album, that'd be yeah. wonderful. I'm just gonna go for the main titles, um, which is the first track on the record, because I think it kind of comes in with a very kind of it states its it states itself when it comes in. So yeah, this is the main title sequence from Forbidden Planet. So, gentlemen, we've got the third record here on the table. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking there's some there's some sort of connection here. There's some is it family sort of you know <laughs> within the band mm. or? Well, this is Tom First's new album, Interludes, um, which we were listening to a couple of tracks from it the other day in the van actually. Yeah, we've been I've been listening to it quite a bit. I think it's great. Mm. Um, he did it all on one synthesizer, wow. um, which is really cool. So I like I like it when someone kind of. Limits Teenage engineering OP1 synthesizer, yeah. according to this, it looks according to the blurb. It looks really weird as well. It's kind of like, it's just an odd little console, really yeah. weird thing. But um, I like it when someone constricts themselves to write, like, just using one thing and kind of seeing how far they can go with it. And, yeah, it's really great. He got, like, a video synth um, as well. I remember him asking if, if, he, if anyone's had a video synthesizer, and then he did his own visuals for it as well, so... It's really cool. He um and he also self releases them as well, which he was okay. he was talking about the other day. So he's kind of set up a completely kind of in like truly independent uh, way of making records. He like makes them himself and does absolutely everything for it, which I think is is a really cool thing to do. And if mm. you've got, if you've got like a 
Yeah, if you've got, got the means to do that, you might as well do it. If you've got, you got the means, then it's, it's a really cool really, way really to good do idea. it. Yeah, and it's a great record as well. So I think we're going to choose um, track three off side one, which is called If Only All Elevators Played Music Like Fantastic This. Fantastic title. Here okay. it is. gentlemen so the record that you're about to pick now if you'd like to tell us what it is and, and yeah. who they are and how they have an influence on you or why okay. you picked the record well i just uh, was in the racks digging through and this one um stuck out to me the grateful dead's first album um i'm reading this book at the moment which has actually made its way around the whole band yeah i just gave it to charlie i just finished it it's kind of like the comp- a huge compendium like history of psychedelia yeah nice. and um, uh, so i'm on the kind of grateful dead section at the moment um a lot of their stuff is a bit kind of lengthy and sort of bluesy, bluesy and Blues boring. Jammy. But this, the first track from Side One, the Golden Road to Unlimited Devotion, I think, kind of sets out their sort of. Um, well, it's just it's just a great kind of like you know punky sort of groovy yeah. little number. Proto proto viber. Yeah. So nice. um, yeah, I would like to play yeah. that if I could. Yeah, they started out um, as like the kind of house band for like uh, the. Um, was it the acid it the test? Fillmore or something. I think it's the acid test. And they like when Ken Kesey was doing all those weird light shows and stuff. Mm. They were at the house. Band. I should know this. I just read the book. <laughs> and I've forgotten already. Yeah, they were they were called the Warlocks. Um, yeah. And it was sort of saying in this book, as with a lot of these other bands like the Quicksilver Messenger Service and everything, that their their kind of whole essence was their live show. And a lot of them, when they went into the studio, it was you know the results were a bit disappointing. Yeah. Okay. And. Um, but this is good. Yeah, but this <laughs> tune is good. So, 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 so you were saying that what they didn't compare in the studio Apparently to their live no. shows. Apparently I think not, because their live shows were kind of like a part of this kind of. Uh, they were usually a part of like a, a company with like a light show and like a, it was like a hap- they'd like play at happenings and things like that. So yeah, and they would do things like you know they would sort of actually play to sort of the movements of the crowd. Of and course, stuff, yeah. And, you know, they'd ha- they'd go off on wild sort of tangents and. That seems to be a challenge for most bands, trying to capture that sort of, you know, that mm. live sort of environment. And yeah. obviously money sometimes can be an issue and time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like you say, feeding off the audience or the energy in a room, you know, these are things that are quite difficult to capture. Yeah, so um, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it just, sometimes it can be can be tricky. Uh, but sometimes it just happens, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, we always kind of try and capture as much as possible, as much as possible of the live kind of environment when we're in the studio but yeah it's not always kind of 
not, not always easy. I mean, I've seen your shows before and, you know, it can be extremely intense, you mm -hmm. know, and it, it really builds and builds and builds and it's fantastic, you know. And I think you certainly on the new album, it's been captured really, really well, oh, you know. And, thanks, and, and that's something really impossible, almost. Well, I feel it's impossible and I guess that's what pushes some artists to keep keep playing and recording mm. to try and capture that sort of that energy yeah you know mm, I, definitely. I think I think that a live, uh, just a live band recording is is kind of a, something we've always just wanted it to do but that captures it's kind of setting an atmosphere in the studio and and being in the right kind of setting I think being mm. and it, often people kind of whether they're like a producer or an engineer or something they can kind of help you to put you in that setting and then of course yeah. and then like uh, yeah just Playing live, I think, is just for we've always found just as in the studio, it's very important to kind of capture that kind of energy and that alive vibe. Yeah. So, Charlie, yeah. which which track was it on this this record that you wanted to um, play for us? Is uh, the Golden Roads to Unlimited Devotion. <laughs> Gentlemen, can you tell us who 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 we're about to listen to and, and tell us a little bit about this? Uh, this yeah, record. this is like uh, Slint's uh, first record, Spid Spiderland. And um, I remember when I was a kid, uh, driving to school, uh, my my dad um, used to get these things in the post called Org, and it was like a kind of post rock, I guess, um, magazine that uh, came with a little CD of like collections of stuff, kind of from America that you couldn't you didn't really hear. Yeah, and this uh, was on one of the issues, and it was um, 
just the whole record. And I remember it reminds me of driving to school, basically, and like kind of in a very post-rocky kind of moody way. But um, yeah, since then it's kind of become like a kind of cult classic uh, record, like um, yeah, but post-rock record. And it seems to be kind of uh, people people now, I guess, are kind of coming or like discovering it for the first time or coming back to it. Uh, it seems I think they just made a film about about the band as well, which is cool. Um, it was on whilst we were away on tour, but I'm going to try and catch it sometime soon. Um, now, are they they're still to, are they reformed recently? I think. I think that guys. they maybe are doing another record. Yeah, I think they did a, like two records or something, and then. But That's like, probably it's, it's, it's an in- probably re-release, isn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting like they're an interesting bunch of guys. I think it's like ma- uh, math, kind of math rock. Okay. Yeah. I think that you can see like a footage of them and like they basically look about kind of. I think they did this record when they were like. 16 or yeah, 15, extremely 14 young. or something and you can kind of see them just in their little space the drummer's really cool he's like a real he's kind of got big spectacles he's like a geek but he's got his top off and he's just doing this real like post rock it's really good brilliant but they're, yeah they're a great band this record as well is just really cool and the track we're going to play off it is uh, Breadcrumb Trail the first brilliant. one well, I just want to say thank you guys as well oh, for doing the you. shoplifting no, thanks for having us um, Congratulations on Clear Shot. Oh. Fantastic album. In fact, I put it in my top three albums of the year. Oh, wow. Thank you. So, yeah, thank you for coming in and doing shoplifting. Cheers, Will. Cool. Cheers, Will. See ya. I decided to check out the tent. It seemed like I could hear music coming from inside. 
far below a soiled pan. A bucket of torn tickets set aside. He watches the children run by. Trade Radio. What you mean to me, girl. Teenage Fan Club. Here. Available in store and online at roughtrade.com. It feels good with you next to me. That's enough. That's enough. Isn't life such a mystery?